Hello, my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypno Birthing Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. I hope everyone is doing well and you've enjoyed the last few episodes of the podcast. This episode actually is a bit of an impromptu one, but I have been motivated to make it because it's going to be all about weight predictions and how during our pregnancies, there are various times where... Um, a scan or an ultrasound might predict the baby's weight and how this can have a really big impact on the circumstances we find ourselves in. So, you know, if, and I'm going to talk about this in just a second in a bit more detail, but if babies are being predicted to be big or predicted to be small, then this can have a really big impact on how our pregnancy and our labour then goes. So I'm going to talk a bit about that because I want to try to reassure people and I get so many messages from people saying particularly that their baby has been predicted to be big and this really panics them. So I just want to talk to you a little bit more about this subject because I feel like that might help. Just as a side note, I just want to remind everybody, and I'm, I do this every episode now, but about my essentials course, because I really just think it is so ideal for so many people. It's three hours pre-recorded. You can watch it in your own time, at your own pace, and um, it covers all of the essentials of hypnobirthing. So I'll leave a link to that down below if you are interested. Okay, so let's get into the topic. So as I said, the reason that I wanted to do this episode is because I get messages most days if not most days and definitely several times a week from people from clients from listeners from people who follow me on my social media basically just saying that they have had a scan or an ultrasound and they've been told their baby's measuring big and they're now really scared because they're being talked to about induction and things like shoulder dystocia and things like that so if this has happened to you, then you are not alone. It happens to lots of lots of people. And particularly now, because we have a lot of scans later on in our pregnancy. So obviously, this is really only relevant, I guess, for where I am actually based, because this is the only area that I actually really know. But I know that where I am, the trust that I am with, they actually only ever used to do a 12-week pregnancy scan and then a scan again at 20 weeks and then they didn't do any other scans. So the last scan that you had, unless you went and paid for a private one, would be the one at 20 weeks. So you had still half of your pregnancy to go um, with no more scans. More recently, and actually through both of my pregnancies, so definitely for the last five years, they have started doing a scan at 36 weeks and that is a growth scan to check the baby's growth now that you know that scan is and I guess when I was pregnant both times I probably viewed that scan as really exciting because it's another chance to see the baby and check the baby's okay and it's quite I don't know maybe um in being naive I guess thinking oh it's nice to know what the baby might weigh but really that scan being so late can throw up quite a lot of issues and that is because if they decide if they decide that the baby looks like it's going to be big at that point you're only really a matter of weeks away from having your baby and so it can make a huge difference to how you then go on to birth your baby so if you think about it if you put yourself in a situation where you have been having a very healthy normal pregnancy no other scan has kind of picked up that the baby seems to be 
anything other than just the size it should be. All of your midwife or antenatal appointments, when they've kind of felt the baby, everything just feels normal and the the growth of the bump is kind of just normal and average and as it should be. You are planning a home birth because everything with your pregnancy is perfectly fine and there's no reason why you can't have a home birth so planning your home birth feeling really positive really excited have complete trust in your body you've done a hypnobirthing course you know how everything works you are feeling confident and then you go along to this 36 week scan and uh uh-oh they predict that the baby is going to be big so they will do a prediction of what they think the baby weighs at that time and obviously the scan it's it ultrasound it uses sound to kind of form a picture so they are measuring the baby based off of that and obviously there's margin for error it depends on who's doing it and it's just a prediction so they will kind of guess as to what size they think the baby is at 36 weeks and then I think the general growth from that point is around half a pound a week that the baby should uh, weigh so if you go to your 36 week scan and they estimate that the baby's six pounds already then you would think maybe it will be another two pounds if you if the baby's born at 40 weeks um so that would be eight pounds and that's actually just a perfectly average size baby um if they were if they were six pounds at um 36 weeks so you might get told oh your baby's already weighing you know seven pounds or something and we predict the baby's going to be 10 pounds or you know nine pounds something so for that person oh okay um right well that sounds big and that sounds kind of scary trying to birth a bigger baby and that your caregiver then might start talking to you about well because the baby's predicted to be big we're a little concerned about um you know you giving birth at home there's a higher risk of shoulder dystocia and things like that so shoulder dystocia is basically when the baby's shoulder um, just gets kind of a bit stuck behind the pelvis and actually it's the, the same chance of that happening to a smaller baby there's the research and i will put some links to research below so that you can have a look But the research shows that actually there's not a higher chance of it happening in a bigger baby. There's an equal chance of it happening in a smaller baby. Just because the baby's measuring big or going to be bigger, it doesn't mean it's more likely to happen. But it gets talked about. And obviously that then sounds quite scary. Shoulder dystocia. You don't want to be labouring at home and then um, the baby getting stuck in any way. But really what we should be kind of looking at and what we should be asking is well what is the solution for that what happens if you are in in labor and the shoulder gets stuck because if you go back a couple of episodes um I had an episode with my uh, teacher friend Louise and her baby was born at home and he was a bigger baby and he had shoulder dystocia and she talks about that in that episode and how the midwives just did a couple of maneuvers on the baby and it was fine they are very trained in these things they're very skilled there are solutions to the baby um being able to become dislodged so there are options i think the biggest thing is that it's it's quite scary to hear that so it could start to change your plan and also being told the baby's big you know if if I do then go over you know 41 42 weeks how big is this baby going to be am I going to be able to get the baby out am I going to tear badly am I going to need an episiotomy so you start to worry about all of these things and then suddenly 
somebody who has been very confident, had complete trust in their body, then starts to actually doubt their ability to birth their baby naturally and might go on to accept an induction because they are scared that if they go much further in their pregnancy then the baby's going to be ginormous and not come out properly and I've heard this story so many times of people told their baby's going to be big they accept an induction early and then their baby's born weighing a completely normal amount and they have had this induction which has been unnecessary and it has not been a good experience for them and I can imagine how frustrating that must feel for somebody to have been kind of talked into an induction and scared into an induction when really it would have been fine. Now some other research that I'm going to put below that I encourage you to look at is all about how actually the prediction of your baby's size is what is more damaging than actually your baby's size. So again, talking about bigger babies, the prediction of a big baby is more harmful than the actual big baby itself. So if you had no idea that your baby was going to be on the bigger side and you went into labor you would be feeling confident, you'd be feeling happy, you'd have no idea. So you would birth your baby really well um, with no issues. If you had been told beforehand that your baby was going to be that size, then as I've just said, lots of different things start getting discussed, doubt starts getting put into your mind, and there's a bit of scaremongering that goes on. So you may have then changed your birth plan, as I said, accepted an induction or just felt really quite scared um, of what was going to happen, which wouldn't assist your body very well in birthing your baby. And that is where the harm comes from. Our bodies are so clever. They have been birthing babies for hundreds of thousands of years. They know how to birth a baby. Big babies fit through pelvises, small babies fit through pelvises. It isn't anything to do with the size of the baby. It is to do with you and how your mind is, what place your mind is in, how relaxed your body is, how confident you feel. That is what makes a positive birth experience. It isn't anything to do with the size of the baby. I obviously, doing the job I do, speak to many, many different people um, and hear their birth stories, which is amazing. I've heard so many people have bigger babies that haven't even had a graze. And then I've heard of people having smaller babies who have struggled or who have had a more severe tear. And that is because it's to do with them. It's to do with perhaps their environment, how relaxed they felt. Um, Whereas the people having the bigger babies, a lot of the time, if they are birthing that baby perfectly fine with no issues most likely they've been really relaxed they've been confident and they have trusted their body to do that so hearing that your baby's going to be a certain size and this works for smaller babies too because if the babies are predicted to be smaller then they also might want to end the pregnancy early to because they could be an issue with the placenta so this is slightly different because there can be issues with placentas so if they have identified one then um obviously that is worth listening to and could definitely be a thing Um, but you know still hearing that your baby's going to be small is still not nice and can worry a lot of people as well so it works both ways okay so what can you do if you get predicted a bigger baby or a smaller baby and your course of treatment is starting to change the first thing I would do is try to reassure yourself that scans are inaccurate 
they cannot accurately predict the size of a baby and the only way of actually knowing the size of the baby is when the baby is born so just tell yourself that they're inaccurate they are often wrong and if you go onto my instagram i have done several different posts on baby size and lots of you have commented on what your baby predictions were uh, size wise obviously and what they were actually born at and they are so different they are wildly different so please go on there and have a look and reassure yourself and make yourself feel better by reading that secondly tell yourself the affirmation that my baby is the right size for my body over and over again it's something that I teach as well during classes but your body would not grow a baby that's too big for you Unless you have a a medical condition such as diabetes or gestational diabetes where babies can grow um, a little bigger because of the treatment, in a healthy, normal pregnancy where there aren't any conditions like that, there's nothing to say that your body would ever grow a baby that is too big for it. Your body's very clever. It will grow a baby that's the right size. Even if that baby is bigger, that's okay. Your body has it under control. It can birth that baby. So tell yourself that affirmation every day. Say it to yourself every single day. Stick it up somewhere around your house. Look at it. Tell yourself that. Thirdly, question what they're telling you. So if they are saying they're predicting your baby's going to be bigger, they want to talk to you about induction. Okay, so ask them what it is they're actually worried about. What are the concerns? What are the risks? Um, They might say something and talk about shoulder dystocia, um, you know, the baby getting stuck or anything like that. I want you to really ask them what that means and what are the chances of that happening? What are the actual chances? Ask them, you know, is that isn't it as likely in a smaller baby as it is in a bigger baby? Ask to be directed to the research where that information is and ask them what the procedure would be if the baby does get stuck. What can you do? What happens in that case? Ask them as well about the risks that come with the induction because there are risks that come with induction. There are risks with everything that we do. So of course an induction has its own set of risks and often we don't get told them. So you just you just might get told the risk of not doing it. You won't get told the risk of having an induction. So ask them, ask what the risks are. Some of the research, and again, I'm gonna post research in the notes, will show that actually induced births bring a higher rate of shoulder dystocia so actually perhaps the the evidence they have that bigger babies um, are more likely to have shoulder dystocia perhaps that comes from the fact that more bigger babies are being induced and therefore have shoulder dystocia well what actually happens if we just leave that baby alone and let it come in its own time what are the chances of it having shoulder dystocia then so look at the full picture you know, interfering with your birth, interfering at that last moment and ending the pregnancy early, what implications is that going to have? That may have a higher chance of an assisted delivery, a higher chance of a cesarean, and as I said, a higher chance of shoulder dystocia from an induced birth. So really look at the full picture. Don't just look at what could happen if the baby's big. Look at the full picture because there are risks that come with everything so ask questions and ask them what they are and if they don't know then ask them to find out and let you know or and I would encourage you to do this anyway 
go home and do your own research on it. There are so many great resources out there. And again, I'm going to link loads for you. Um, But do your own research and really clue yourself up on what that means, what the actual risks are of anything bad happening if your baby's predicted to be bigger, what the chances are that your baby's actually going to be that weight and basically what you can do about it. You know that you have full autonomy over your body, that you can say no to anything. So if they are encouraging an induction and you don't feel 100% happy with that solution, then don't do it. You have to listen to your instinct. And if your instinct is telling you, you know, I trust my body. I know, you know, that they are predicting the baby to be bigger, but I trust my body. I trust the process. Then you don't have to, and you can change your mind at any time. Your baby's not going to wildly grow by three pounds in the space of a couple of days. You can change your mind. If you say no to an induction on a certain date, and then the next day you change your mind, you can just book him for another one the day after. They won't say no because for them, apparently, it's really urgent that you book him for this induction. So they're not going to say no. So just take your time and work out what it is that you are happy doing. Use the BRAINS framework, which is benefits, risks, alternatives, instinct, nothing and smile. Use that. And I've talked about that in previous episodes. There's also a post on it on my Instagram with a bit more information about what each of those mean. But use that to assess what it is that that they're offering. You know, what are the benefits and the risks that are associated with that induction? What are the alternatives to doing that induction? What is your instinct telling you? take your time to decide and also smile and try to stay calm because that will release your oxytocin so there are some things you can do if you're faced with that scenario I hear it a lot you're not alone so many people get told their babies are bigger and these later ultrasounds 36 weeks you know even 40 weeks some some places some people are having them they kind of seem to be what's causing the issue because if you didn't have an ultrasound from 20 weeks, you'd have no idea whether your baby was bigger um, or what kind of size your baby was. And you wouldn't then be faced with all of this kind of um, intervention that then gets thrown at you. So ignorance sometimes is bliss. And as I said, it's the kind of prediction of a bigger baby that actually is more damaging than the actual big baby itself. The actual big baby's fine. like It can be born perfectly fine. It's the prediction of it that causes a problem because as soon as it's predicted, we start then worrying, we start doubting ourselves and we start then maybe accepting interventions, which is where the issues come from, not from the bigger baby themselves. So I hope you found this episode useful. Again, it's short and sweet. Um, And as I said, it's kind of an impromptu episode because I recently had a client of mine that was um, talking to me about this exact issue that she's uh, facing now. And it just made me think, I get so many messages like this. That actually, this is a good episode for the podcast. So if anybody is feeling a bit kind of let down by um, by the system or just feeling anxious because they have been predicted um, a particular baby size, just to know that actually take it with a pinch of salt, do your research um, and go with your instinct is um, kind of the best thing that you can do really. Go with the facts, not just the, um, the kind of scary um, ideas of what could happen. Just go with the facts of what's likely to happen. So I will be back uh, probably next week actually with another episode. I'm actually doing a, a Q&A next week. So I'm going to answer some questions, which I've already got quite a few questions. But if you have any particular questions that you want to ask, then please send them in and I will answer them in next week's episode. So I will speak to you then. Goodbye.